Hello everyone, I am Puyan and you are listening to another episode of Shabotix Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to an interesting interview with Divya Agarwal, who is a robotic engineer in the Facebook company. Divya is an expert in self-driving cars, mapping, and computer vision. They want to talk about her personal life and experiences in big tech companies. Due to a confidential issue, we cannot talk in details about current or past projects, but I am pretty sure you will find lots of valuable notes inside her experiences as a woman in tech. For access to all links or data, please check the podcast websites on www.sharebotics.com. Also, you can listen to the Sharebotics podcast through all popular apps such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so on. Last but not least, don't forget to tell me your opinion about this episode. We are here to live and learn. Okay, let's go to start our talk. Hello, Divya. Uh, thank you for joining uh, my podcast. Uh, I'm happy that uh, we can talk some minutes about your experience, about your personal life. And I'm pretty sure that this uh, this experience will be useful for the listener. Uh, as uh, your resume shows, uh, you are a specialist in autonomous driving cars. And right now you are working in the Facebook company. Your resume is uh, so fascinating uh, because of the patents, participating in various projects and working in distinguished companies. Uh, for a starting, uh, please introduce a little yourself and tell what is your working area right now? Uh, thanks, Payan. Thanks for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Um, yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. I think uh, I'm I'm currently at Facebook. Um, and you're right. Yes, I've worked in, with autonomous vehicles a lot in the past. Currently, I'm Facebook at working in the data infra data center team as a robotics engineer. I've worked at Neo and Delphi directly in autonomous driving and really seen firsthand the progress we have made in self-driving cars. Um, yeah, so my field is robotics and autonomous driving, but outside work, I do like to mentor and volunteer for like tech and non-tech organizations. One of them that I'm mentoring right now is called MAL, which is a startup, which is an early stage accelerator firm. And TAI um, is another organization. Women in Autonomy is another one. So yeah, those are the things I enjoy doing uh, outside work. That's so nice. So as I found that uh, besides you're working in the Facebook, uh, you have some mentorship I mean, for with the startups or something, or people. I mean, no, it's okay. And uh, I mean, I wanted to go step by step uh, toward your experience in big techs, and uh, because you're working uh, for Delphi, Microsoft, Neo, and now for Facebook. So um, I would like to know about uh, your experiences and uh, your roles in these prestigious companies. Uh, as I know that uh, right now, as, as you mentioned, uh, you are working in the robotic uh, robotic area in the Facebook company. And um, I, I will be happy that if you explain a, a little about uh, your experience in these companies and you can tell each, uh, I mean, separate uh, one by one and it's okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm happy to start with Delphi, which is... Delphi is an automotive company, which later renamed as Aptive, but I joined Delphi right out of grad school at Purdue. Um, and joining Delphi was an amazing experience because when I first heard about uh, Delphi doing its longest drive uh, done, by an any auto, done by an automated vehicle across coast to coast in North America, this was back in 2015. Um, it was very inspiring and exciting. And I accepted their offer for the amount of the office. I got to work on a lot of different projects. Uh, we can talk about them um, as we go. Um, uh, one of, I think my favorites was the DSRC technology, which is like short range radio communication, which is used for vehicle to vehicle communication or vehicle to infrastructure communication. Um, so that project I got to demonstrate at CES, um, which was a great experience. And then later I got into mapping and localization for automated vehicles. That's kickstarted my interest in um, localization, mapping, and all these technologies uh, used in automated cars and robotics. Uh, then I moved to, yeah, for automated driving, I moved to NEO, um, which was really a great learning experience. It yeah, was a true Yeah, yeah. It was truly a startup, meaning uh, there was a lot of work going on. 
and there was also regular startup challenges like lots of reorgs or things are moving very fast um but our team was working on i was in the localization team our team was working on very exciting uh research work and projects to improve mapping and localization for self driving cars uh, uh we got to publish our work at icra which is uh uh the The, like I, I I consider it as one of the best uh, robotics and automation conferences, um, which was an amazing experience. During my time, I also got to grow into from an in, from a staff engineer into a uh, tech lead, where I helped organize our like research deliverables uh, and on specific timelines. And currently at Facebook, uh, we are bringing automation in data centers, and we actually recently announced our. project or talked about a project at OCP which is an open compute uh, platform conference that Facebook does uh, where we talk about our hardware um and our vp there said uh, you know without automation scale is not a friend and facebook is growing so fast um that we need automation so that's uh, what i'm helping uh, within the team at facebook uh that's so nice and uh uh yeah as you as you mentioned uh the new uh, the new is really pioneering the uh autonomous driving and uh, as you told between your uh sentence uh and i see your google scholar uh you have i think near to 20 patents uh in the area of autonomous driving and uh For me, it was really interesting, and I wanted to know uh, not exactly about the details because I know that uh, everyone can see them and follow them. I wanted to know that this patents uh, was uh, during your working in uh, Neo or no? Is I mean uh, because all as I uh, saw, uh, they are based on the uh, autonomous driving, autonomous vehicles, localization, something like that. And uh, I'd be really glad if you explain a little about them. Definitely, I think one great thing again out of Delphi, and then the culture we developed was really innovating uh, around self-driving cars. And back in 2015 to 2017, it was very early on. Like I think AV industry was there was so many startups, and then later there was a consolidation. Our team and our manager, or just the whole team, was very all about like let's. talk about ideas and build them and then file them as patent um, so there i got into the culture of innovating a lot about and like believing in your ideas right we think of an idea and we think oh this cannot work and just push it away uh, but the team instilled the fact that you know no idea is that stupid and maybe you know it's novel enough that uh, we can work it and then um so that was great uh, patents are because i was primarily in the mapping like eventually i moved from these different projects into mapping uh so yeah a lot of the patterns are around those um how can we do um um i think there were lots of them like you said uh some of them are granted some of them are still in the application phase but like bringing like i think most of the patterns relate to how we need to interact with our infrastructure to improve autonomous vehicle mapping um because just relying on gps and you know prebuilt maps is um or even building live maps there could always be some challenges um but talking to infrastructure like your traffic lights or your um like improving infrastructure is one of the key things uh, so that's just for some of the patterns um yeah to the answer uh, question yeah that's nice and uh, one thing that uh, it's it's uh, uh, you can answer it uh, based on your opinion i wanted to know uh, how you see the situation of the electric car autonomous cars i mean in right now because for example when we are talking about the autonomous vehicles and there are many challenges uh and as you know that uh, the uh that the, the the problems that is solving based on the academia is totally different in in many ways with the real world so it's it's just your opinion i want to know that uh do you think that the uh the level of the autonomous the technology of the autonomous cars or autonomous vehicle in every part i mean mapping localization about the computer vision that is using them you think that is near to the be mature or no it's just a toddler toddler base i mean yeah i, I think uh, that question has many questions uh, we can over time i think back again early on it felt like there's so much work that needs to be done before we can get there but now i look back and i think we can do it at least in controlled environments and that's what so many startups have done uh, 
cruise, voyage, um, Waymo even, uh, right? Control meaning like if you choose, let's say only schools where you want to operate or business uh, institutions, like where you just have a lar- large area and you want to just go in that area, right? So that's easier to solve than just saying, okay, I'll take my car on the road and it should be able to go anywhere. Um, so that is uncontrolled. And that's, I think we are getting there. Uh, I don't, I mean, you can see uh, we're not there yet, uh, but we have solved a lot of the problems in the last six, seven years, which is amazing. Um, yeah. And I want to say one more thing. I think research um, earlier, it was like, oh, it's just school research or college research. But I think uh, a lot of the companies now are hiring from research industries, right? like a lot of PhDs, a lot of students with research background, and they are actually bringing in the work to make it a reality uh, into certain cars. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I agree that uh, the, the, the new technologies, the novel technologies that we can see, uh, especially in autonomous vehicles, it's really amazing. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think that the power of the media is more than the real technologies. But uh, because you have uh, the, the reason that I asked you that, that question was that you work in their companies and you have better vision about the, how is the situation. So and yeah, your your answer was uh, complete. And I know that uh, we cannot go really details about the many things. So. And uh, the things that, um, because before joining in Facebook, you work in the NEO. So uh, for me, it's really uh, interesting to know that what reason motivated you to uh, work in Facebook company and joining them? Uh, absolutely, it's a really amazing company. But for me that uh, I'm a roboticist, so it really working in NEO maybe is really in some aspects more interesting or something like that. So I wanted to to know that what was your motivation for it? Yeah, absolutely. I think you sort of answered my question previously, like autonomous vehicles are still, they're still a little far. Um, and after all these years, I was starting to feel that I need to work into something that's closer to production and in a more controlled environment, which is what uh, Facebook offered. Um, and I had a lot of opportunities when I was uh, looking to join a new company alongside Facebook, but Facebook, really offered the fact that they are taking whatever work they're doing as research into production, along with, again, um, great uh, experience with the team that I had got to uh, talk to. So that was very exciting. And the scale at which Facebook was uh, is approaching uh, right automation, and it's, it's crazy. You know how big uh, the company is. And so that was very exciting to me, like taking all the research work into production. Uh, so that's the reason I thought, let's give this a try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I found that, uh, in your opinion, the, the projects in Facebook may be more, what was more interesting to joining them. And absolutely the, this, this company is working in the age of the knowledge. And so I can, I can, I mean, it makes sense for me. I can understand that everyone like to work in the age of knowledge and it's really interesting. And uh, if you, because uh, as I mentioned, you had experiences in the big techs or FANG companies, I mean, the Microsoft, Facebook right now and new. I wanted to know if you wanted to compare uh, these big techs uh, about the uh, working environment, your personal experience and other aspects, uh, what will be your opinion? I wanted to just your um, general opinion. I just compare in your mind, how was your situation in the, these companies? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, one thing that I can compare with my experience is just that Facebook and New uh, operate very bottoms up. Again, in my personal experience, meaning uh, as an employee or as an engineer, you have the power to you know do good work and grow. Um, whereas the others were uh, somewhat the other way because they are more older companies. Um, so that is ex- that's one thing about the culture, and of course, uh, lots of work in a startup. So Neo was a completely different experience because it was it just got IPO'd. So there was a lot of transitioning from being a startup and still being a startup while you have IPO and public responsibilities. Um, so I think each of the companies gave me a great learning experience. Um, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, in in every in every step, you got a unique experience about your companies and it pushes to go further. Uh, 
uh, as we know that for this question is for people who really are keen on to joining to big techs. And I want to know that for joining the big tech companies, uh, and in your case, Microsoft and Facebook, uh, normally uh, they have interviews among lots of the people who are passionate about to work in these companies. And I wanted to know how was uh, this a step for you? And uh, did you have experience about failing the interview about the big tech? And if you like, it will be really good to share with us. Definitely. Uh, there is so much information on internet about cracking the tech interviews. Um, and definitely I've failed. Um, but I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is not to take failures too hard and, you know, keep trying. It's an experience. Um, uh, my advice is just like organize, uh, big techs are, or just fang, I would say is, um, they do uh, interview a lot of candidates just because the number of applications that come through. But uh, yeah, organize your interview schedule, I would suggest around such that you can interview with a company that you want to get into the last so that you're primed and prepared uh, and you've failed some already. So you're ready to go into it. Um, yeah, I've surely failed, uh, but I'm glad that I made it to Microsoft and Facebook. Yeah, and uh, for for I think um, as I know, maybe trying you can modify it. Uh, for for joining these companies, uh, there is some uh, the bank of I don't know bank of question or something like that. People maneuver on it and try to because I, I, I I'm not sure. Just uh, it's a question. Is it true? I mean, it's a bank of thing. I mean, <laughs> it's thing that people work on it and something like that. Uh, I think again. In- there is so much information on interviewing at Facebook and Microsoft online, uh, like about so many different things, but primarily I think most companies, including Fang or even startups, look at three big things, right? One is culture fit. Um, I think for startups, it's more important. And even at Facebook, actually at Fang, uh, your culture fit interviews are super important. Um, your system design interviews are super important and coding, of course. Um, but yeah, um, and maybe I think doing external projects give you an edge. Uh, so you have something on the side going that give you an edge in your interviews. Um, but yeah, lots of resources online. Uh, I can name some. There's of course lead code. There's interviewing IO. There's code, that can yeah. help you. Yeah, that can help you prepare and crack these. That's nice. And your your interviews were uh, step by step. I mean, for example, in the a lot of people. I mean, they went to other step less and less, and until you could reach to the final or no, it's just one step that you had interviews and. Yeah, I think for, I I don't understand the first part, but yeah, it's like you apply online and then you follow the procedure um, with um, just getting a phone interview, then getting an onsite and then getting to talk to the team and so on. Yeah. The, I mean, the process, the process for, uh, uh, joining the fangs like Microsoft and Facebook or others, Amazon or something like that, they are uh, really similar to each other. I mean, not exactly, but I mean, the process is standard and similar to each other, as I know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, between your words, but I wanted to ask as a dedicated and question. And apart from your case and your experience in general, uh, what skills do you think that a person need to join the big tech companies? And uh, what are the challenges uh, in this regard for him or her? Uh, totally, you, you think that what parameters play a crucial role in hiring to, the, to big techs? Uh, in my experience, I think sometimes the culture fit or we call them behavioral questions can be a uh, um, make or a break. Uh, I've seen that for some companies. Uh, some companies really, really want you to know and you know feel like you're a part of the team. So if for whatever reason that didn't go well, uh, even though other rounds went well, that could be uh, a bad sign. Um, of course, coding is important, but let's say if you are a robotics engineer, uh, you have a different background, you're a specialized role. Um, so knowing your field well really helps. And again, like I said, doing some side projects or showing um, that you have speciality in um, you know, a, section, a part of robotics, like you're great at robotics navigation, you're great at perception uh, or something, or great at tooling. 
um, those really help you, like I said, give you an edge over the others. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Beside the beside the uh, robotics skills that, for example, as you told, for example, a person is really good and expert in mapping, so autonomous driving vehicle mapping. So, uh, besides this skill uh, or hard skill, I mean, uh, what soft skill you think that is necessary for a person to be uh, really success in to in, in past interviews in such companies? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I would say communication and sort of believing in your, like sharing your ideas, um, make sure to share your ideas about maybe improving. If you think something is missing in the team, share it, um, uh, talk to your teammates. Um, I think joining a new company, maybe Fang, it's sometimes, uh, you could feel like you're in your own silo, but I think it's your job to say, okay, I think this could be improved this way, or I like this in the team. So sharing your thoughts and opinion uh, is super important and not just uh, falling in your own uh, uh, zone. Uh, yeah. To show that, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it makes sense because um, they they hire you to show your thoughts and they are working the job knowledge. And so, yeah. And uh, as I found that uh, uh, presenting the idea in the, I mean, sharing, presenting the idea and thoughts uh, plays a crucial role for person as a soft skill, as I found you mentioned. Uh, that's nice. And uh, for me, at least it really makes sense. And I can understand that it's uh, normal. And, you know, uh, in, in, in nowadays, uh, people, in my opinion, they are mainly focused on the hardest skills. And this, the people who working on soft skills, like uh, having com- have a good communication, good sociability, or as you told, presenting your novel idea, your thoughts sharing. I think the level of these soft skills really reduce for engineer at least. And uh, I think it's it, people who focus on such soft skills really can be uh, go further for having the jobs in this regard. Okay. Uh, as uh, another question uh, that I am interested to ask you is that uh, it's 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 maybe a general it's general question that what kind of work environment do you like best? I mean, uh, it's not about the, your working area right now in the past. It's your about your favorites, about your prefers. As a, as a, as an engineer that working the big techs, yeah, definitely. Um, I like a collaborative environment uh, where I can uh, where I can look to learn from others. Uh, that's important. I like to find a mentor. I like to find a sponsor um, for myself who can again you you can learn from a mentor uh, about the soft skills or even the hard skills, right? Um, so that is super important to me. Uh, collaborative team is super important to me. Um, yeah, having uh, having a good communication between the group members, team members, and collaboration with each other. Yeah, yeah. so interesting. And 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 for me, at least, is like that. I really, I, for me, uh, I really prefer to work in the group. I mean, for people who. Uh, the communication for them is uh, important uh, like that because uh, at least in my case and my environment, I really like to uh, get energy from the team members and yep. know their idea and share my idea. And for me, working isolation, isolated is not very interesting. And I think as you told, you are like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um do you do you think uh you will continue working in big techs i know we cannot uh, predict everything in future but in your idea you like to continue your working area in the big techs or you like to test startups 
Uh, the reason that I'm asking this question backs to this fact that when you are working in the big techs like Facebook, we know, or Microsoft or Google or Amazon or Fangs, I mean, they are so big with a lot of employee and branches, and they are like an automatic system that every employee are a part of this, this system. But when you are in the startups, you may have, you may be a member with multitask and the role of people, engineers or members in the startups is clear or higher. So what do you think in your future, in your idea, your plan, what will be? Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying about, you know, your experience at the company uh, actually is defined by your local org culture or your team culture. Uh, so. Uh, that I've been lucky that at Facebook, my team sort of runs because we are a team of roboticists and engineers uh, working on this product. It sort of runs uh, like a sort of where each engineer gets to wear multiple hats or robotics engineer get to wear multiple hats about uh, developing their product or testing their product uh, and pushing for their product and things like that. But at other companies, like Neo was sort of like a startup. Um, so there again, like I said, it had great things like a startup, but great challenges also like that of a startup. So that was great learning experience, but yeah, I don't know currently what my plans are, but definitely not saying no to working at one. Yeah. Yeah. And working in a startups. Yeah. It's, it's really challenging, but, uh, it gets a lot of experiences. Um, one, one thing that I, so in we are talking about startups. One thing that uh, I saw in your uh, resume was that uh, you were in the uh, industry entrepreneurs tie for some months. Uh, as I know, uh, the center's mission is to foster entrepreneurship globally through the mentoring, networking, and education. I'm interested in knowing uh, more about Thai and uh, what you learned there and how it was for you. Yeah, definitely. Thai was, again, a great experience and uh, anybody can be a part of it. Uh, and what I learned from there, or what Thai does this flagship, annual flagship conference, which is called Taikon, where they bring in a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, big and small, and anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur uh, together and do talks. And I, along with uh, some of my friends, um, my mentor were one of the first, did a, like a, a first time all women panel where we invited um uh, women track where we had a bunch of panels like a uh, women VCs panel, women entrepreneurs panel, women exec panel. And that was such a great experience to see uh, women at so many different positions in tech um, and sharing their experience. Um, so that's what I get from Thai. And I was, now I'm also part of their diversity committee or uh, where we basically again, do similar things where we invite uh, a lot of women VCs in Bay area. And I was moderating one of the panels um, so yeah, I think anybody can be a part of Thai and uh, you can volunteer to be there. And uh, I had a great experience with these two events at Thai. That's so nice. And uh, uh, woman in tech, it's really interesting. I think at least for me, uh, when I see that the role of the women in the, not, not exactly in the fangs or big techs, in all the startups, all the, uh, the engineering area, is getting higher and higher and more. I really, for me at least, it's really interesting. And I really like to motivate more the women engineers that come on and do a real more roles because it's your right and it's your, you are, you deserve it. So that's so nice. And uh, if, do you think it's again a future question, but maybe you have, plan for it. Do you think that you will have in future your own startup or no, you prefer to work with, for the good companies or maybe as you told the interesting startups? Yeah. Very good question. I think uh, for me, I'm always working on side projects. Um, I've dabbled with some ideas. One of them being building a tool for looking at ROS bags for ROS developers to make it easy for them to visualize what's inside a ROS bag. Um, so that tool is out there. Uh, maybe uh, someone will use it and find it, like create a business case and so on. But I've also, like I said, I've dabbled with a lot of side projects and always working on something. So if something does excite me a lot, uh, maybe we'll take it forward, but no plans right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 
it makes me strong because uh, the having a startups has a lot of challenges and um as i know if if i run you can uh, modify it um uh you you have experience of working in india us and germany uh it's it's a general question i know that your experience is uh, just dedicated to your companies and not all the country but for me uh, it's really interesting to know that how you uh, compare the atmosphere of the working and the differences or similarity between this country especially india and us that i think you has more time to be in these countries yeah definitely um i think india i was there for a year um working it was early on so again when you're starting out you have different experience versus when you have some experience under your belt uh but what i see i, th- I see a similarity between how we work in the us and um india versus germany germany is i feel like on the other end of the spectrum meaning their people uh work from in their given hours and they work hard they work really really hard but outside those working hours they enjoy uh they give importance to their personal in life germany. in germany in germany oh. the side projects and what not but but i've seen here uh in the us and india we tend to go over our you know defined work hours uh, and keep working overwork ourselves if needed um to like deal with this pressure of uh, being great in your work um yeah that's that's a big difference i feel like it's similar uh, in india and us but germany is like really on the other end uh, where people do both uh, have a life and have good work that's nice that that was nice uh notes that i never thought about it and uh, yes and uh, about the india uh, always for me uh, the market of the india is interesting because i can see that lots of startups emerge from the india and people are really really works very well in my opinion and so this is the reason for me in personally i always follow besides the us that i mean many people follow it because of the fangs and the uh, silicon valley for me at least i am uh, really interested in uh, india market because i can see that how they are work very well uh, but but you don't think that Yeah, some some days you're back to india for working yeah that'll be nice um not i don't know when but no i think recently india has seen this uh, great investment from so many big firms and the startup scene like you said uh, i wasn't there to see it grow this big uh, i was here but the startup scene there has absolutely gone amazing um and i have a lot of friends who are doing startups there really liking the work and all of that so yeah that's always motivating and exciting to hear that great things are happening uh, back that's, in india yeah that's nice and uh, uh one thing in the uh, india that uh, i'm not sure that about the question you can modify it in the india i can see that sometimes the people who has uh, a good startups and they uh, are going to the raising the funds for example in the a level b level or something like that they wanted to migrate to us and i can find them it makes sense because of silicon valley atmosphere i know silicon valley is a part of the us but you know it's atmosphere in the world not just about the one city or one part so i mean uh you you don't think that this factor i mean migration from the india and coming to us for growing the startups will affect to the india market about the startups and i mean it's it it occurs for them for example when every person with a good company good startups come to countries like us i think this will keep the india's market to be always young not to mature because for example right now the us market about the new startups and technologies mature but as you told that the india market is young you think that this is not a matter is your uh, no that's correctly a concern for a lot of people but interestingly the friends that i'm talking about that do have companies in india chose to stay back in india um so i think amongst the people that are coming here i think some of them are coming here for like accelerator programs like y combinator and the mal accelerator program that i was talking about where you get mentorship from silicon valley which is definitely great to have but you can go back and work 
in India and run your startup there because uh, of advantages there uh, versus here. It's costly here. Um, so I think uh, friends have considered those things and they've just like these uh, specific friends have moved back thinking, hey, you know, why not? Uh, so yeah, there's always this challenge of people coming here and staying, but some definitely choose to go back because the ecosystem is changing uh, in India. That's so nice. So nice. Uh, before we are going to talk about your personal life and I have some question about your personal, I wanted to maybe talk about this question a little, uh, but uh, I wanted to ask in details that for people who wanted to send their resume, their CV to uh, big, te big techs or fangs, what parameters they really focus on it? I mean, the company will focus on it. For example, the uh, name of the university is really, uh, I mean, important for them or no, uh, beside it or more or less, it's important the person to have a good GitHub. A GitHub, I mean, about the skills of the coding and programming, not exactly the GitHub. I mean, uh, having projects and uh, coding skills. Or besides, it's important for companies to focus on the uh, soft skill that we talk about it, or the courses the person passes or workshops the person participated. What factors do you think that is really important for uh, the companies that at first step they focus on it? Yeah, that's a great question, Priyan. And I think it has many answers uh, for different yeah. people. Uh, like in Silicon Valley, I've seen actually it doesn't matter if, even if you have a degree or not, it matters that again, de depends on the company, but if you have great side projects and you can prove yourself maybe through an interview or through uh, like your side project, which has gone big, uh, you probably don't even need a good university or a degree. Uh, I've seen some examples of that. Um, now, again, if you are, uh, if you're going in a specialized role, like in a robotics role or something, then it matters that you have, Again, depending on the level that you're trying to crack, it matters that you have some experience uh, in the past. Definitely having experience right in college inside projects versus not having it makes a difference sometimes. Um, but I do think over time I've seen, especially in Silicon Valley, the name of the university matters in funding, uh, in venture capitalist funding. But I think I think things have changed for hiring in FANG and uh, startups. Like they look at your profile as a whole versus, oh, you're from a specific university. Uh, which is great. Now, outside of Silicon Valley, uh, I think things could be different. Uh, uh, like companies that are very old have a specific mindset. Um, but yeah, I, I can speak from Silicon Valley perspective um, that, that I didn't see that as a challenge for me or some of my friends. That's nice. And uh, you mentioned that, uh, I mean, totally the degree, sometimes if the person is really so skillful, is not really big deal for companies to hire. And I think this is really good. I mean, news for people who uh, are really skillful, but uh, for any reason, they don't want to continue their college or university to PhD or more. I mean, postdoc and something like that. So uh, this is really good and uh, positive, I think, for people who are, uh, who are skilled and wanted to work in the big techs. And uh, you, do you agree that the opportunity is available for everyone who are skillful? Absolutely. I think there is no doubt about it. Um, even outside Silicon Valley, I would say if you have some experience in your college or just by yourself, right? Not in a company. Uh, I think definitely with internet, I think it has made it possible. Uh, yeah, you're really. And I agree with people can, I mean, because sometimes I hear from uh, people, especially the students in bachelor or I mean the teenagers that they tell that okay we don't have uh, any equipment or blah blah but really we live in the world that everything is is so easy to access and for example in the YouTube you can see many many free videos and besides for example you can you can access to really great courses online and I think for me, at least this world is so exciting. I cannot imagine a person who live in this world and wake up in the morning and tell that I have, I don't have anything to do. Why? There is 
a lot thing you do. And for me, this world is so amazing and exciting. At least for me, it's like that. Yep. We can learn, we can enjoy and many things. Yeah. And with remote work, I think a lot has changed, right? People have accepted remote work. So you can really be anywhere and work from anywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. COVID has changed that one positive thing. Exactly. Yeah. And we can see that people stay with their family or going to the travels and working. And it's really a good opportunity. So I really like this life and I don't know how people sometimes don't like it. <laughs> and if you agree, we can uh, talk a little about your, your uh, personal life. Uh, if you want to choose uh, one biggest success and failures that you have ever faced in your experience, what are they? It can be a uh, personal life. It can be about your careers or everything. Uh, you said biggest failure, right? <laughs> I have lots of biggest success and failure, both. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, fail. I mean, I think really, truly, for me, uh, failure is a learning opportunity. That day you'd feel bad, but the next day I'm always up and running to the next thing. Uh, so nice. To say the biggest failure uh, could be, I can say that it was. Uh, we were exploring a project, and I applied to YC, uh, and I didn't make it to the second round uh, through the interview due to founder issues and things like that. But that experience of getting ready, like I said, uh, was great, right? Even though we failed, um, everything there was a learning experience. Um, biggest success, I would say, is um, my paper at ICRA. I think despite uh, there were a lot of patterns, but I think having a paper at ICRA really uh, strengthens my belief in myself. Uh, so that was, uh, I would say that is the biggest success so far. So nice. So, so interesting. You told two things that, uh, for me was interesting. One thing that, uh, when I want, when, when I was asking this question about the failures, uh, me too, I really not agree with the, I'm not agree with the failures word, but it's a word which reduces, but totally I agree. And I appreciate your mindset about, yeah, there's not any failure. All, all things are experience. And one thing that I predict that you will Tell about your success. I thought that maybe you, you tell me you tell, tell me that working in uh, Microsoft or working in Facebook, but you tell the paper and as you you know you mentioned that besides the patterns, this paper was really that was interesting. Um, uh, if in, in your life, uh, what are your passionate? Uh, about and what things or mindset or even person motivate you more in your life? Oh uh, yeah. Passionate is always learning new things like learning about your podcast or, or learning about the work you do, or um, you just look around and there's again, internet age. Uh, I've seen so many of my colleagues and so many, so, so many of my friends and just their journeys uh, is like I'm always inspired by that. Um, mentoring is another thing that uh, I'm really passionate about uh, for women in tech or just general tech uh, that I want to share uh, what I have learned. I, I've always been, uh, I've always had good mentors. Um, so I want to always pay it forward. Um, I do mentor currently at MAL, like I said, the accelerator program. Um, they're a small accelerator, uh, early stage accelerator out of Bay Area. And they have a lot of startups coming in and out and I got to talk to some of them and it's again, very exciting to see their point of view about their startup and their belief. Um, so yeah, those are some things I'm passionate about. Uh, lots of people on the list that I'm motivated with. Like I said, every other person who has a story uh, is inspiring to me. Um, That's nice. Uh, you're, you're such a lifelong learners that, and this is motivate you more and it's really nice. And uh, in your routine days, uh, do you follow a, a dedicated lifestyle or something? For example, uh, as an uh, engineer in the Facebook, tell us about one routine day. Uh, how is your day starting and ending? How is your total thing that you do and tasks that you have? Yeah, I think at Facebook and maybe even at other companies, um, uh, every day is sort of your life, not just yeah. about the task. Oh, in Facebook. Sure, life, sure. 
yeah, when you wake up, what do you do? Because I know that it's really interesting. People don't know yeah. that. Oh, what is this lifestyle of the? Yeah, dream? first thing is coffee. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I think every day is slightly different. I don't have like a set thing, except like I try to end my day at a certain time uh, out of work. But that has changed with COVID. Like you cannot, you sort of like the days have merged into evenings and work has merged into your personal life. Um, but it's, I think early on it was difficult with COVID, but I found a rhythm uh, where what works for me during the day start early, uh, work, find your focus hours. Uh, so I f- tend to have a day with no meetings where I can focus and some weeks just tend to have no meetings. So those are the best. You can focus on your work. The other weeks tend to be more meetings where you are, you know, starting a new project or you're trying to get your customers to agree on something, um, or find a solution for them. So all of them have different goods and bads. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's sort of the lifestyle approach that I've taken. Outside work, I think, yeah, of course, keep in good health, eat good. Um, those are super important. Uh, right now you work remotely or in person? Remotely. Yeah, right now it's remotely. Remotely. And uh, you wake up very soon. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say very soon. I wouldn't say 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. But uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, 7 to 8 is a good time. Really good. And uh You, do you think that your your efficiency in the remote is better or when you were in person? Uh, that's like, like I said, early on, it was sort of difficult to adjust yeah. um, because you were like, oh, where is this hardware or where is this team member that I could talk to immediately and get, you know, get answers. Yeah. But I've adapted to it. Um, with remote, uh, I found that meetings, like you can immediately go from a meeting back to your work. Yeah. But while in person, sometimes that can be hard because you're walking back, there is lunch hours and all that. Um, so I enjoy remote work now, um, but I'm always open to going to office. I think that's, uh, it's like, I don't think I can choose. If you're asking me to choose, I don't think it's, it's a very hard decision. <laughs> so I like yeah. the flexibility of hybrid. I think I would say that. Hybrid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, remote work has these advantages and sometimes drawbacks. Um, because for me, uh, when, for me at least, I really need some days to meet people and talk with them in reality, not just in the internet, but, uh, we cannot deny that remote works has its advantages advantages. You can, for example, do your export at home. Uh, I, I don't know, drink your coffee behind your laptop, doing your works. And it's really has interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what me too, I agree with the hybrid. Sometimes we need to talk with people in reality. <laughs> Uh, a tricky question. Uh, in your opinion, do you consider that yourself as a successful person or you think that you have not reached to that point? In my opinion, absolutely, you are successful. <laughs> really. Well, that's very kind. Um, but I think that depends on perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I have long ways to go, but also I'm thankful for that I am today. So you, you are such a person that... Uh, every, many times restrict yourself. Oh, I should not do that. Oh, I like that. I mean, very. No, no. I, I no, I no, I don't think so. I think I'm like I said. I'm always open to talking to someone and learning from it. That is yeah. um, truly, I think, something I enjoy. So nice, so nice. And uh, uh, in your life, uh, did you, for example, in, it's about your experience. Did you read? a book uh, you mentioned in your words, but I wanted to know more specific. Did you read a book, you're meeting a person or something like that, or events that has really a uh, good impact on your mind. And for example, it's like a game changer in your life. For example, for fa- some people, people, it happens that, that they met a person and after that they have a really more intuitive or reading a book or something like that. How about you? Did you have like that or no? It's, it was not. Um, no, that's a great question. I think growing up, I did admire a lot of like female space engineers. Uh, there was an Indian one called Kalpana Chawla. Just, uh, but now like uh, when you're here, um, I think, like I said, I'm inspired by every individual that has a story. Uh, many of my colleagues, many of my friends doing great work back in India and here. Um, Uh, young professors in the field of robotics like Cyril and Abhinav Balada um, and of course the well-known people uh, and their life trajectory is so interesting to watch right like 
uh, Sebastian Thurn, Professor Wolfram Burgard, all these people are like great examples. Um, and you look at their career profiles, it's, it's so much to learn from. Um, so yeah, I think it's not one person or a book, it's just so many of them and all their works. Uh, that's motivating. That's so nice, so nice. Um, and thanks uh, for your time. As if uh, final question, I wanted to know uh, one piece of advice for people uh, who are passionate about uh, robotics or AI and they wanted to work in big tech or FANG companies. What is your advice as a person that you have experiencing this? Uh, I would say now there's no time better than now, uh, just because I've seen like self-driving cars and robotics draw from so many engineering disciplines um, that uh, like robotics and AI are sort of becoming mainstream, like so being a software engineer without a computer science degree. Uh, so like you can be a mechanical engineer, you can be an industrial engineer, you can be a chemical engineer, but if you have passion and if you have a project and some coding skills, I think um, people will hire you because there's so much need uh, to like make self-driving cars and robotics more of a reality, right? Um, so yeah, I think uh, great opportunities out there. Um, so right now is the best time. Right now is the best time. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Divya. It was uh, so nice talking with you. And at least for me, uh, I learned many things and your uh, sharing your experience was so valuable. And I know, and I'm sure it, people who are listening to the podcast, they learn many things from your experience. Thank you for your time, for your sharing your information and something. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed having this discussion. <laughs> Thank you and uh, have a good work, good days and nights. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.